grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Today is Wednesday, June 17th, and I am Jess Grzeski, in for Dave Lomas. This week, we are focused on meta-themes in the book of Exodus, and today I want to provide some encouragement from Exodus around the theme of the loneliness of leadership. So yes, I promise this is going to be encouraging and relatable. In Exodus 33, verses 12 and 15, it says, See, you have said to me, Bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. If your presence will not go, do not carry us up from here. Ruth Haley Barton describes this so well in her book, Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership. She quotes that leadership involves a very peculiar type of loneliness. It has to do with seeing something that others do not see, they do not see it as clearly, or perhaps have lost sight of. It involves staying faithful to God and to the tasks and decisions that are consistent with the journey God is leading us on, even in the face of criticism, disbelief, and failure. And this is the type of loneliness we can experience encounter with life with God. And in today's cultural climate, we are challenged to not lose sight of what God has laid before us despite our circumstances. And we aren't merely, quote, leaders by role or title. We are actually all leaders and are called to a form of leadership when following Christ with our lives. So we continue with God as his followers and as his leaders. And there is so much we can relate to the people of God in Exodus as they're journeying. So let's imagine ourselves as the Israelites in this point of the story. We have just been freed from generations of enslavement. And we are compelled by God with Moses to journey to the promised land. I cannot imagine the excitement and the vision that we've received from God and what we're going to be journeying toward. We are filled with vigor and enthusiasm as we start our journey. So also imagine after a while, the journey begins to take some turns and the effects and rigors of the journey begin to take their toll, either emotionally, physically, spiritually, and it's taking time. We're wandering in the desert for 40 years. <laughs> so on our journey, we find ourselves beyond tired. We've experienced that the water is bitter, the food is bad, and the dangers are unexpected. And all along the way, like the Israelites, we begin somehow to change our mind and we long for what we were rescued from because it was predictable and familiar and secure. And that's when the doubt begins. We begin to doubt whether the promised land God gave us this vision for actually exists. And we begin to entertain ideas about going back. And I wonder how many of us can relate to this. And yet... God asks us to be faithful and steadfast to the things that he has laid before us. In this moment of upholding this journey, we can experience a kind of aloneness or loneliness when God confronts us with this. Yet we continue in faithfulness and lead our lives as a pursuit to become more like Jesus. And we will guarantee to be experiencing this kind of odd aloneness and loneliness. This should not come as a surprise, but actually as a guidepost to what we can experience. And this kind of loneliness, we should not be afraid of it. It's a deep longing for God's presence. 
And I would imagine this is what Moses experienced along his journey of leading people both through enthusiasm and even through doubt. I can imagine the strength and fortitude it took to hold fast to what God had called and guided him into, and for him to remain faithful despite their circumstances or cultural aspects. And maybe today we can relate to Moses or the Israelites. For me, this deep kind of loneliness has been experienced, not just in the lack of proximity to people due to sheltering in place, but also on a deeper level of staying committed and steadfast and faithful to things despite all the world circumstances or the cultural circumstances that are happening today. And even more personally, one of the ways this has shown up for me recently is for me to stay faithful and honoring my commitment to minister and provide pastoral care to our church community here in San Francisco. I'm finding there's many opportunities to do that beyond, but also to stay steadfast and true to what I believe God has laid out. And this is not to say that I don't absolutely love ministering and caring for people, and especially you, my church community here in San Francisco. I know this is my true calling and my full-time vocation that I've made a choice of doing that. However, there are moments, especially in our current climate, that ministering has its challenges. And COVID is getting in the way of that sometimes. And that was even hard to kind of navigate through. And add another layer, that pastoring and ministering as a single woman has its challenges. And another layer is adding as a woman of color and pastoring under that vein has its implications and own waters to navigate with God and his people. So all of these circumstances add a whole new dimension. And yes, there are times that it would be easier for me to think of a different calling, but I am confident in God's prompting that he has laid before me in my life. And so sometimes in those moments, I experience and question whether or not people can relate to that. And so it is challenging to me, and I have to revisit often and again and again and often wrestle with God. That I ask him the question, how can I do this faithfully and obediently as he has called me to do this? And how can I do this despite if anyone can relate to me? And would I? And that's the hard part. We have to distinguish between the challenge and also the knowledge and awareness that we're going to experience this kind of odd aloneness or loneliness sometimes in our journey with God. You know, it would be easy for me to grasp or cling to other people's way of pastoring and maybe even people that I admire, but it wouldn't be my own or what God was calling me to do. So instead of being paralyzed by loneliness or fear of being alone, it prepares me to expect it and to continue to journey with God through it. So maybe you find yourself like Moses in this type of aloneness and remaining faithful to pursuing something he has shared with you. It could show up as maybe a career change or taking a risk in that aspect. Maybe it's how to spend your time and your money during this time and after COVID. Or maybe it's speaking up faithfully about something you know will not be a popular opinion within your circle of friends or perhaps even your family. Or maybe it's perhaps making a relational boundary that you've been avoiding setting. Whatever it is and whatever form it comes, we must distinguish and pursue God's prompting that he gives us. And with God's help, we can differentiate between God's voice and that of other competing voices or comparison. 
So with all that, we might be asking ourselves, how do we continue to press towards what God has for us? So if we know that disappointment and disillusionment are part of the journey, they're not the full journey, they're part of it, we can prepare to build strength in spiritual stamina. And we can do this with things that we've learned in previous podcasts on emotional health, spiritual practices, everyday mystic, a lot of our remastered series that I encourage you to go back and listen to and practice continually as we continue growing. We can also be assured that this type of loneliness is an invitation to drive us closer to God. It will require courage to face the roots of our loneliness and to dig deeper into God's presence to find belonging, healing, and vision. And the great thing is that we can keep coming back to him over and over again for as long as it takes. Another encouraging thing is that none of us are immune to this intensely personal and universal experience of feeling alone or lonely. And what I think is even more encouraging is that these moments of deep loneliness do not last forever. In Exodus 33, 17 through 19, it says, And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked, because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. Then Moses said, Now show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you, and I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. And in these moments, we find ourselves asking God to show us his goodness. We ask God to assure us that he is indeed good. And I imagine Moses was well acquainted with God's justice and his power and his righteousness. And he's probably seen more than enough of God's anger and punishment. But there were probably times in the moments of loneliness that what he actually needed was for God to assure him of his goodness. And we can do the same with God. We can ask him to assure us of his goodness. And in these moments, we know that God cares about the present state of our hearts more than the promised land or what we are seeking to achieve. So let's continue our journey of loving our aloneness like Moses did. He learned to love his time of aloneness because it drove him to God. It's when we experience these deep pangs of loneliness that we realize we are driven towards God. And in his grace and presence, he meets us there. Recognizing and accepting this kind of aloneness for what it is prevents us from being seduced into believing that our restlessness can be solved. Whether it's by being active or staying busy or achieving something or some social connection, none of that stuff will satisfy And so like Moses, we must take a journey inward to meet ourselves in the infinite love and riches of God dwelling inside of our beings. And inviting God into your loneliness reveals the trivial nature of solving or planning away our problems or worries. Instead, it unlocks an experience of wholeness in God's presence. So let's spend a few minutes reflecting we can ask ourselves a couple of questions and we can take some time to be with God in your loneliness if that's what you're experiencing and take some time to be with him and actually ask him what he's doing. Maybe ask him more specifically what he's doing in your experience of loneliness right now in our lives. 
maybe we can ask him the types of loneliness that we're experiencing. Is it criticism and sabotage? Do we feel alienated or maybe estranged? Do we feel disconnected or abandoned by God? Take a few moments to reflect on that. And whatever it is, in whatever part of the process that we're in, let's open up our loneliness to God and allow him to meet you in that place. Remember, he is trustworthy. He can relate. And he knows exactly what the depth of loneliness feels like. Peace be with you.